Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Do you ever feel stressed out? Of course you do, or at least I do. I mean, we live in just really, really interesting times, and, and Dr. Rhoda is going to be on, talking on a topic that really is spot on. It, it's something that I needed to hear, and I'm sure it's something that will um, be beneficial to you as well. So, so the topic is peace and patience. And boy, it seems like those two words have almost disappeared from our everyday vocabulary. Yeah, peace. Uh, it's such a peaceful thought. <laughs> and it seems like it's getting harder and harder to come by. As I've been having conversations with friends lately, just noticing this common trend that we're feeling less peace and less patience. And so I just really kind of have been considering that, pondering it, contemplating it for the past week. And would like to chat with you guys about it today. And speaking of patience, you know, to be transparent, here we are in the recording studio, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why my mic is not <laughs> being working properly and getting a little irritated. And, you know, Dr. Rhoda comes over and, yeah, suggests, hey, maybe you want to plug that thing in. <laughs> so we're all learning here. <laughs> so as we talk about peace and patience, it's important because it contributes to the elements of thriving, which is what this podcast is all about. So peace is the opposite of stress. And we know that a key element of thriving is removing stress emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So if you're like me, I've noticed that I've been a bit more impatient lately. I'm not usually an easily agitated or impatient person, but it's been a greater challenge for me lately. It's been harder for me to bite my tongue when people say things I disagree with. I keep reminding myself of my grandma's saying, a closed mouth catches no flies, <laughs> but I'm struggling to honor that saying. And I fear I'm not the only one. I was recently at an Aldi's grocery store. And sometimes when the lines are long at Aldi's, they kind of meander down the aisles and it's difficult to tell where they end. And especially with the social distancing and people six feet apart. And so it's hard to tell who's shopping and who's standing in line. And so uh, I was trying to find the end of the line and uh, there was an elderly woman at the end of the aisle, but I didn't think she was in line because she was looking at a product on the shelf and there was quite a bit of distance between her and the next person. So I lined up behind who I thought was the last person and all of a sudden I heard this angry voice from behind me. Hey, wait, who do you think you are to just cut in front of me? I felt horrible and I apologized profusely and I told her it was not my intent to cut in line, that I was happy to get behind her. I just didn't realize that she was in line. So we stood there kind of quietly and awkwardly for a few minutes. And, and then all of a sudden she burst out and said, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. I've just become so impatient and irritated with people. I don't mean to be so mean or rude and, and really, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And I told her that is absolutely fine. I absolutely get it. And I'm struggling with the same thing. I'm just finding my fuse a little bit shorter. So why are we feeling agitated and impatient and without peace? I believe a lot of it really does have to do with our pandemic, like Professor Marty was saying at the beginning. You know, at first we thought that this was going to change life for a few weeks, you know, and then maybe, okay, maybe a month or six weeks. And then we thought it'd be a few months. Okay, well, maybe 10 months and then life will start to resume. Nope, <laughs> we're past that. And although we're rolling out a vaccine, there still seem to be new strands that just aren't as predictable with all of us. And so uncertainty leads to a sense of unsettledness. And I really have to agree with you. 
it just when you think you can rationalize things, there's just a, a, another variable or another hiccup yeah. or another event in the world that comes to play. And it, it some of this is just literally changing uh, weekly with yeah. rules and regs and who do I pick up, when do I pick up. It, it's just really really um frustrating i think because you don't feel like you're in control maybe right right exactly that uncertainty and it leads to that unsettledness our brain likes certainty it likes to be have things predictable and when things are constantly changing our amygdala flares up a little bit and which then means that we're running on a little bit of shorter fuse we're not feeling very secure we like to put a lot of trust in science and that hasn't been real predictable we like to put our trust in authorities and experts but they're not able to give us much peace right now Things are just constantly changing. Many of us are feeling unhealthy. You know, when I returned to work and had to put on my dress pants, which I hadn't worn in a while, I realized the buttons on my pants were social distancing. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that one. That That's... is awesome. <laughs> this is impacting our kids as well. You know, we have young girls returning to junior high, high school, college. They put on the COVID-15 like me, and they're probably anxious and a little frustrated. We have athletes who are missing out on their playing time and development, and they're anxious. Young children aren't so sure they want to go to school if they could possibly get sick. Kids are afraid of going to school. And it's not a shooter, a school shooting this time. It's a virus. And I thought, isn't that something? I mean, every year we would talk about a school shooting, and we've mm -hmm. had you know at least one episode on it. And, yeah, th yeah, this year it's not in the news at all. But certainly the virus is dominating every aspect of of discussions coming out of schools. Yeah, and then there's the political unrest. There's just so much going on. There's a lot that we really can feel anxious about if that's what we're focusing on. But do you know who can bring us peace? You know, if we can't trust the authorities or the experts or, the, you know, if that's constantly changing, what can bring us peace? Do we know the one place where we can find peace? You know, as the Israelites were getting ready to cross over into the promised land, they sent out a group of spies ahead of time. And the spies returned to the Israelite camp and said, no way, those people are giants. There's no way we can conquer that land. God must just shake his head at us. <laughs> he had just shown that he was faithful for the past 40 years as they wandered across the desert. He had provided for them over and over again in what seemed like impossible situations. They needed water. It came from a rock. They needed food. He brought birds and literally bread dropped from heaven. They were stuck between the Egyptian war chariots and a river. God opened the river. They needed shoes to walk across the hot desert floor. Their shoes never wore out. Oh, 40 years. Over and over again, he showed them that he would provide, and yet they continued to choose to live in fear and discontentment. Of course, the Israelites couldn't take on the giants in the new land, but God could. Of course, I don't have all the answers to all of my challenges and problems in this life, but God does. So our peace does not come from us and what we do or what we know. It doesn't come from others and what they do or what they know. It comes from a God who has promised to provide for us, and he just doesn't break his promises. I believe there's a direct correlation between what we put our trust in and our level of peace. Psalm 46 verses 1 and 2 tells us, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. We will not fear, though the mountains fall into the sea. You know, reflecting on those comments, 
Our society has no problem talking and discussing about COVID. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I think just personally is often neglected is often in those discussions, um, there's no talk about prayer. Mm -hmm. There's no talk about focus on God. There, there's no talk about past history and how God ha has provided. And when you said, you know, correlation between uh, trust and our level of peace, there is such a level of mistrust now. Yeah. Maybe if we would trust, this is just thinking openly mm -hmm. here, a trust in the Lord more, we, we would really be pleasantly surprised by the peace that we would receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and I can be at peace. You know, this is not God's first rodeo. He has been through pandemics and plagues before. He's been through death and illness. He's been through children not getting the best possible education. He's got this. I need to trust in him. Because if I trust in myself, this is my first time going through this stuff. If I trust in myself, I will not have peace. And as adults, our children are watching us. They're seeing how we respond to this. You and I can have a profound sense of peace amidst all the chaos in the world. And really, what good does the stress and agitation and impatience do for us? What, what does it gain us? And it's a choice. We get to choose in every moment how we're going to react. Do you want to be calm and patient and at peace? Or do you want to be angry, agitated, impatient, and frustrated? How do you want to show up for your family and for your friends and loved ones? Remember, our thoughts lead to our feelings, and our feelings trigger our actions. If we don't like how we're feeling, if we don't like how we're acting, it begins with a thought. How can we have thoughts of peace that passes our understanding? We can have those thoughts by placing our trust in the one who is trustworthy. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, reflect on times that you were not patient and you were not peaceful and consider what you can learn. Number two, remember our thoughts lead to our feelings, which lead to our actions. Number three, Remember, there's a direct correlation between what we put our trust in and our level of peace, which brings us to number four. Uh, peace truly can only be found in God. And number five, when you find that peace, model, model, model it, because those around you so desperately need that model of peace. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.